Greetings, dear listener, and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room Pubiverse. In this episode, Alan and I are joined by Jack and Franks from the Tales for Wales podcast, where we discuss last week's episode where the gang escaped from the clutches of the Mary Lloyd, chat about the weird and wonderful, but mostly weird, Welsh Christmas traditions, give some recommendations for cool stuff you should check out, and we get into what makes these Tales for Wales chaps tick. So here we are sitting in the frosty mare with the beers are chilled and the floor is covered in hay for some fucking reason. Um, taking a quick break after our escape from the cabin of the Mary Lloyd to have a drink and a chat about the room what we just did. Uh, but first, chaps, it's my round. So who's drinking what? Oh, I'll have a uh, pina colada Baileys, please. Oh, you fancy bastard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't serve that in the frosty mare. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. Well, it, I, I have a bit of a cold today, so I've had, I'm having a Carlin with a Lemsip Chaser, if that's okay. That's what oh, now we're talking. Yeah. Weirdly, they do sell that at the Frosty Mare. <laughs> that's, Perfect. That's a hell of a impact on your kidneys, isn't it? That's a lot for, to process, <laughs> the old internal yeah. organs. That's going to make your teeth shatter the hot and the cold mixed together, surely. <laughs> I, I'm essentially the Harry Lloyd now. Just bag of bones and <laughs> file down teeth. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack. Yeah, I'm drinking uh, Belgium's finest, the old uh, Stellar Artois. Nothing too fancy in this house, you know, but a little bit more premium than a Carlin, just ever so slightly. Oh wow! But the booted, just, just a one up. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got. A, I've ever like a one man mission because like, I, I, I think me and Jack, we, we are. We love the pub. We are very big on seeing all our friends and meeting up and going for uh, proper day sessions. And, you know, we're just, we're big pubsmen. We're, we love a quiet pint, a solo <laughs> pint, a pint by a fire, any kind of thing. I just, I romanticize the pubs massively. But pint, I pint, pint. I love every pint. <laughs> I like, you know, um, hipster beers, they got like fennel in them and, and like rose. Beer. Oh, yeah. I, I want... I want my lager to be ice cold and bland, like not a single thing <laughs> yeah. in it. <laughs> Just weak piss lager, and that's all we're after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's uh, what are you drinking, Barkeep? Because that little cup is enticing me all evening. Oh my my little my little cup. So Ooh, yeah. I, I'm uh, I'm I'm Jamie and. Listeners to the podcast will know by now exactly what I'm drinking. Um, it's it's one of my meads that I do like to, to sip on the podcast. And because we've got a combination of uh, Welsh and history with the Tales for Wales podcast chaps here, I, I went for, for both. So I went for a Celteg medieval mead. Um, probably from Ooh. part of Christmas market, to be fair. Uh, you can't even see because nice. the camera's blurry, yeah. but it's there. Um, <laughs> and I've got a backup mead in case I polish that one off, which is... Ooh, the cheeky little wax seal on the top of it. So I'm hesitant to open it, but mead, isn't open. it? That just like that harkens back to you're like, I'll drink this mead. I'll go on a raid. I'll drink this mead. I'll, I'll put it in a village down. You know, it's, it's very like uh, it makes me feel like a king. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To be fair, I did buy myself a uh, Viking drinking horn to go in my mead. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's the only way to run. Now we're talking. Me. <laughs> I love it. I, uh, we have to get like just a dedicated mead chat episode at some point. Yeah, so we just bring uh, everybody a, together. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big mead fan, so I'm uh, I'd, I'd happily contribute to your mead shenanigans. Yes, um, <laughs> I feel like I need to go on the mead train now because oh, it, it is lush honey. It's honey wine, right? Yeah, it's honey yeah. based. Yeah. yeah. 
I was going to say, I had the uh, last one I had was like a Lancaster mead, um, and that was really nice. Um, my, my partner's from the north, and uh, I think her, her dad got me some, and it's, it's beautiful, very nice. Oh, lush. I love it. It's uh, yeah, so it's, it's like like having a sherry, but you don't get that awful aftertaste in your throat. Oh, that really dry bit, yeah. Yeah, it's very drinkable. Uh, yes, quite sweet yeah. so I could polish off a bottle sold. easy sold <laughs> it's like it's like if whiskey was nice it's like a that's, that's how I describe it that's, yeah. that's what it yeah. wanted whiskey. it to be yeah it, it brings <laughs> it brings people together um, yeah. about 10 years back I got very pissed in an Iron Age roundhouse drinking mead and singing erasure until 2 o'clock in the morning um, with a little open fire in the centre and then promptly chundered in the uh, I can't say the corner, it's a, it's a roundhouse, but Chandler in what, <laughs> the kind of corner. Didn't realise it was like a historical recreation that they were using for like fucking time team later on. <laughs> Listeners, before we go into the rest of this episode, um, we will be spoiling the things that happened in the previous episode. So if you've not listened to The Escape from the Mary Lloyd Cabin, immediately stop this episode right now. What do you think you're doing? And listen back to that one and then come back here. Uh, or not. I'm not your dad. You carry on. You do what you like. So this, the, the last episode, you chaps uh, ended up in a lovely Welsh winter cabin that had sort of kind of Victorian flavours. And outside was a rather savoury character, namely the Mary Lloyd, um, who wanted to, to consume your soul. And so you had to find the three magic ingredients that would uh, banish her, uh, say the magic words to activate the potion. And you did really well through uh, some corpse fondling um <laughs> some cracker pulling uh some copious beer drinking uh and just raiding the entire pantry of this little cottage to find what you needed and some excellent poetry as well might i add so well done chaps you did brilliantly it's a, it a standard airbnb wasn't it that raiding the <laughs> the basement <laughs> Protection <laughs> yeah. i do like that. that we actually had to let her break in <laughs> yeah yeah that was a nice touch i was i was all for going come on then come in letting in something. here's a potion and then yeah, yeah i'd have had my face chewed off so yeah thank god and i had you thought well, about that well, both would have worked um to be fair um originally i'd written it that you needed to put the, the stuff in the in the bowl i was gonna say put the lotion in the basket but that's a different podcast um, put, the, put the ingredients in the bowl chant the words to activate it then open the door and offer it to her um, uh, but Alan, when you mentioned waiting for it to break in and then doing it as she came in worked just as well, um, but was really fucking tense. So yeah, yeah, go for it. This is perfect. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna harsh your buzz on that. You crack on. <laughs> was there anything you thought that we like that we didn't do in in order, so to speak? Like I, I can only imagine when you're everything you're these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fucking the dead body probably didn't. <laughs> Actually, I, I I expected you to do that a lot sooner. To be yes. honest, I I deferred from doing that because I was kind of hoping that for once, just for once, we didn't need to desecrate the corpse. Alex quite fond thought, of uh, <laughs> looting the bodies in on the episodes. I thought you were going to say, um, oh, you know, I listened to a few episodes, The Tales for Wales. I know what I know what that Frankie's like. He probably went and just straight for the corpse. Like I know. I'm going straight for the cat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I thought you'd do that first. I am um, because <laughs> I'm an egomaniac. I wanted to at the end um, 
give myself for the gang and be to open the door to the horse and be like, oh, if this works, and just let it take me to hell with it. And, and let, let, even if I died, I wanted the whole thing to be about me dying and being like a Jesus and saying, you could be a hero. I was yeah. going to say, live yeah, out your brave so half fantasy, God wouldn't awful. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd bring a claymore from my back and I twat the cunt. <laughs> but no, I, I, uh... <laughs> we'll, we'll retitle that, that last episode then, uh, Exposing Frank's Martyr Complex. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twatted with a claymore. <laughs> yeah. I I was so I I can't I can't my brain doesn't work in that way. Like when when Aled was so um like professional with it, it was like when you play in a PlayStation with your, your older brother and your controller's not plugged in. And I was just like, oh, let's do this. It's like, yeah, 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 you, you do what that mate, and I'll, I'll sort out the actual clue. Yeah, so. keep jamming in there, mate. Yeah, oh I'll sort it out, yeah. You're doing so well. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got the, the the rug and the trap door you got way quicker than I expected. Like, that was the first thing you did. Just rip the rug out and see what's there. It's like, oh, shit. If they loot the corpse next, then this episode is going to be finished in about 10 minutes because they'll translate the, the script. They'll be down in the basement. Bish, bash, bosh. They're done. Um, little did you know what, what little brain power we had. To, to rug <laughs> no, that's the fun thing is that you can get tripped up on, like, the smallest thing mm. um like you you focused on the the berries and that that holly wreath oh, yeah. and like you've yeah. done the puzzle that involved those berries um yeah you didn't necessarily need to come back to them but you were like there has to be something with these berries i, I still think there's something <laughs> with the berries i don't know about you but <laughs> <laughs> you're a lying little shit, you've done something <laughs> yeah you changed it mid-script didn't you i knew it <laughs> but yeah and i was i was uh i was impressed as well that you you handled the um the poetry competition with uh with a mary lloyd really well like to no you took it in stride that's the, yeah, uh, i love yeah I, I like i love a little part, couplet don't we it's part of the the welsh heritage isn't it mate you know the, the, yeah. in a, in a bard. <laughs> yeah. Bad, it, it's yeah, all comes, it all comes out <laughs> Yeah, I mean Frank's is half lettuce, so I'm not sure. If, uh... <laughs> yeah, he's in touch with the earth, mate. You know, he's, he's nature bound. <laughs> Again, listeners, if you've not listened to the previous episode, um, yeah, Frank's is half lettuce. Massive to spoiler that, to get yeah. that reference. That's a callback. <laughs> to, to, to highlight my and Jack's anxiety, we were so stressed thinking about coming up with this sentence. I wrote about like yeah. three separate ones, and I was like, "Oh God, no!" I panicked. <laughs> I did the uh, thing where you, yeah. you, you you write something and then uh, and you go yeah that's that's solid and then you look at it again and again and again and because it, you go like you heard it because obviously you thought of it you go that's shit that's that's just really boring to think of something else now. <laughs> I mean, were there were there any bits that like that tripped you guys up more than um, you'd expected or anything that you were like particularly like oh fucking hell this is this is not fun <laughs> this is not good and you could be honest it's fine. <laughs> The wheel threw me, and I was just like, "Oh no, I don't know if we can do this." <laughs> I think I think it was Frank's thing. You you clocked it immediately that it was like a clock. Yeah, I was going to say like I I really my brain doesn't work in this way. Like I'm not a lateral thinker. I'm not very good at solving things. But um, when I saw, I, I was glad I had one one element that I helped with because I saw the clock and I was like, "Yes, I've done something." I don't know quite what I've done. I'm figure it out. Straight on the beers after that, though, wasn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm done. Give me the old grey maze or whatever they're called. Yeah, it does feel like every school exam I've, or every school or group project I've ever done, but I've just mm. been on the peripheral. It's just floating on the back. I'm trying to be there for moral support and anything else. 
this where you get the thousand yard stare all comes come flooding back to you all those group projects all those exams just, <laughs> yeah. I can't go back there man I can't go back there <laughs> yeah what have you actually done so the um for listeners who don't know because um I'm not not sure how how big our Welsh contingent of listeners are, um, but the <clears throat> the horse skull with the, with the shroud um, is a fun Christmas tradition uh, in Wales. It's a fun little folklore thing that we have called the Mary Lloyd, which I think translates literally as the Grey Mare, uh, which is Mary the Mary. Mary Lloyd. There's a few few reasons why they think she's called that, but um, it's. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's a different variations of why it's either like grey horse or um but the fact that um when when, when that first came up i was so happy <laughs> i was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I felt straight home but it's the least it is it, it became really popular again so it was like a pagan thing of it would knock on the door and you make a sing to it or it would sing at you as well yeah um and you meant to feed it stuff like that but it, it kind of like uh, it stopped being in uh in society up until like the victorian era and then the victorians loved it again so it came back really popular and then it died off again and now recently it's become more popular again so you'll see them at like dickensian fairs and at christmas time but they are it's so unchristmassy it's a actual <laughs> horse's skull and yeah a, you know it's, a, it's not a prosthetic it's real horse's skull and it's got children sometimes underneath it and it's got big bruised well, they do, um... head up I was going to say, anyone who's been to, um, well, anyone, but I, I think a lot of people who've been to Welsh primary school, certainly in my school, um, you go, you know, go to assembly just before Christmas and stuff like that. And then they, they bring a Mary Lloyd in. And like Frank says, it's a genuine um, horse's, horse's head. And it's got like a spring in the, in the within the mouth so that they, they wrench it up and it snaps. And I swear to God, it gave me like nightmares because it's, it's under this like ghostly sheet and stuff and they snap it in your face. And I'm just thinking, if you get an inch or two off, you're, Merry that's Christmas. my nose. That's my nose. You've got it. Like, be good, children. Yeah. The thing is, and it's not even like, it's not even pitched as like, a scary thing it's just like oh, no it's the mary light she's she's coming in and she's gonna sing some rhymes <laughs> and you better let her in or she'll she'll fucking have you i, I think that's yeah you meant to like, like you bet you better sing some rhymes or she's gonna come in snapping in your face all the time i did see something on social media i think it was last year and it was so essentially what it is Horse comes to the door, you have a rap battle with it, yeah. and if yeah. it moves, it drinks yeah. all your beer. I mean, yeah. that's classic Welsh, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we cover it on one of our episodes, and we say it's just like, it's just some drunk on the street. It's like, oh, come on. And he's, he's written all his quotes on you, and he just, tells you, just sat at your family dinner table drinking all your carling. Drunk yeah. I took some artistic licensing with the Mary Lloyd. So the, the, the rap battle is, um, is it called, a, is it Punko? The, the, yeah. the, the poetry battle, slam, like, yeah. Slam, yeah. slam poetry. Um, yeah, Mary Lloyd isn't like a demonic thing with teeth felled under pints. It's just a normal horse skull. But like, I wanted to make it spooky, so it's got like gets yeah. increasingly like aggressive. Like um, in the Bloodhound Gang song, the Ballad of Chasey Lane, where he gets more and more pissed off as time goes on. That's what I was channeling when I was writing those uh, those rhymes <laughs> in the Mary Lloyd. As Franco said as well, with the um, oh, yeah. <laughs> as Franco said as well, the little modulated thing on the voice. God, that, when it came in, and I wasn't expecting yeah, it, it was really. I good. was just going, oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I was hoping for it. Yeah. <laughs> People might also know it because it's in um, the latest Assassin's Creed, the Valhalla, which is like a quite popular oh, game. 
Is it? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> you can so, get his mask it, and everything. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, there's like a little side mission where this horse has been terrorizing the town and it's just a group of children who've called. It's someone in the group who had it and it's called the Maddie Lloyd. And um, there's a surprising amount of Welsh spoken in that game. And it, and as people who oh, like, wow. get, love Wales, <laughs> we love anything, but we think Wales is yeah. quite underrepresented in its history whenever there's, mm. when people make the time to do something about it. So, um, you know, it's a big American game, but it's taken the time to and research things in Wales and they have like Welsh actors <laughs> and then the Maddie I've Lloyd got that game I've never seen it that's so cool there's a bit yeah, um, where there. you have to um, fight the uh, fight the Welsh actually and me and Frank said we both had like real like internal conflict because you have to like, kill these Welsh people like I can't do it to <laughs> lose my country <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's rough yeah uh, one of the best things about um, the, the Assassin's Creed Black Flag game was the fact that the main character oh, yeah. was from Swansea. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. The other pirates were Welsh as well. Well, that's the oh, thing. Boys, yeah. It's lovely. Mm. <laughs> There's a huge yeah. amount of Welsh pirates. It's, and we have, that's one of our first episodes is, uh, is on uh, Captain Morgan because of uh, he's, yeah, he, for, for how uh, prolific pirates were. And also they were really prolific in one area of Wales. So it was only like, it was down in like West Wales uh, in a quite a small area called like Punchestown oh it's called like Punchestown is where he's from which sounds like one of those places uh-huh. you say what you see so it's like Punchestown Punchestown <laughs> yeah. yeah Punchestown yeah Punchestown sorry yeah no it's like uh, you, you, you heard you like two... Valhalla, so... sorry we go no go on, uh-huh. go on go on go on you go I was just going to say, if you uh, Google Marty Lloyd Valhalla, you see that uh, he's where the character in that wears the horse mask and, uh, I think oh that, that is cool yeah see I need to play Valhalla now just to try and oh, get to that, that stage. This is what I was hoping for, that I would like, I would seed in a nugget of historical information, just like a word or two, and then you both would be like, right, I know exactly what this is, and you could run with it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to do any research. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the the script that you had, the the lines that were carved into the, the wood and the alphabet that you had, that is um, the alphabet of the old Celtic druids called Ogham. Um, the Irish oh. had it, and some, uh, they, they, they found some... Um, some cases of it in Wales as well. So that was how they communicate. You find them on like sacred stones and stuff. So it's all like, most of them I think are vertical lines that are carved in stone. And yeah, it's got that sort of weird notch. You know what is interesting about that is um, there's a phrase in Welsh, igamogam, and it uh, it means Hmm. like if you're a bit this way and that way, you know, you're flipping between something. Zigzag. You're zigzagging almost, yeah. So Igamogam, that would kind of make sense if it was on one side or on the other. I don't know if that's yeah, the actual is. Um, thing of it, but the, what's called the um, etymology. I don't know if that's where, where it's from, but yeah. that's Ah, oh, that is so cool. I love that. What I found weird as well when I was researching for this is that Mary Lloyd, famous for going door to door and pissing people off, begging. Yeah. Um, when I was doing the research, the number of of folklore Welsh Christmas traditions that I found that were basically going door to door, pissing people off and begging. Um, and they were all sort of really popular in sort of the Victorian era. Yeah. Like, I'm starting to see a pattern here. Or like really bad socioeconomic decline. Yeah. <laughs> Is that carol singers then? Basically, yeah. That's, what it, that's, the, yeah. that's how it starts. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, hmm, poor working conditions and people living on the breadline yeah. going door yeah. to door, pissing people off and begging for things. Yeah. I'd be much more... I'd be much more accepting of carol singers knocking my door if they were in like the other skulls of animals, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just different variations. Like Look at the fucking lost boys coming at you with a, with a <laughs> singing Hamilton. I, I'd give money that. Clapping along. Like, yeah, this is great. Come on, man. Just wrestle up a pound for him. 
<laughs> the um, the holly that uh, was on the on the the fireplace. I'm gonna just bombard you with, with trivia now. This is my it's my jam yeah. sneaking shit into the episode. <laughs> um, the holly on the fireplace, Christmas wreath, yeah. But um, another weird Welsh Christmas tradition that I found apparently. My online researcher said that this is a tradition. Maybe this is just a person with a fetish trying to justify it. Um, a thing that happened in Christmas back in the day was that the person who got out of bed last on Boxing Day was beaten with sprigs of holly and chased through the village and just fucking battered with it. I'm like, this sounds really mean. This doesn't. This can't be a real thing that happens to people. It could be. We, to be Depends fair, the village, I suppose. Yeah. That comes. That comes in waves in uh, in Welsh history of just being needlessly nasty and like physically abusive to each other. We did. We did an episode on this. Uh, this old um, Celtic, like essentially football game called uh, Knapan, and it. Um, all you do is you get like this really slippy ball. It's like. Um, boiled in animal fat so it looks really hard to hold on to and it's like literally town v town you got the, the premise of the game is to grab the ball and take it to the opposition's the opposite town uh, church hall parish yeah oh i was at parish's church hall but you yeah. there's literally no bad you can you can beat the shit out of each other um the rich people yeah. used to ride in on horses with like sharp <laughs> sticks uh, yeah, they could be battered over the head people died in it yeah. there was a story about um, some guy uh, who apparently had rubbed a few boys up the wrong way he was too good looking apparently he had really lovely hair so on the day of Knafan that year they ripped all his hair out and he had so it's like a thousand UFC it's football and rugby from like the it's like a thousand you know I think it started in like the 800s uh, but it was a way of training people to get used to fighting. So it was a way of like, ah. they used to do against the Romans, even in the 500s. Because Celts got disarmed back in the day, didn't they? So this was like the only way to yeah. sort of get battle ready and things like that. So it, it, it was like rugby, rugby and football, but you'd play it over town. So you'd play like a thousand via thousand. And uh, it was just a chance to get gripes out against each other. But it went off for <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. Finished around the time of Henry VIII. But they tried to re- bring it yeah. back in the 80s. And there's a video on BBC of like, <laughs> it's like Dineshi v. like uh, for Talbot. And it's just, oh my God, be- beating the shit out of each other. It's really, really yeah. good How was the game last night then, Bach? Oh, it was great. We had 17 deaths up from last year. Cracking night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And my eyes gouged out. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> the um, At some point when I was doing the, working at the puzzle for this episode, I was listening to uh, a band called Ice Nine Kills. They're like a metalcore band, and they 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 sing a lot about uh, horror films. Is their thing, and one of their songs is called Ex Mortis, and it's a song all about the film The Evil Dead. Oh, so yeah. That oh yeah, kind of snuck its way into this um, as I was doing it, kind of subconsciously until I'd finished it. So the the basement that you go into, the trap door, that's um, from The Evil Dead Two. The, the the old voice on the gramophone is oh the old, yeah they, they activate um the the Marie Lloyd saying that she's going to swallow your soul that's a line from Evil Dead and the the chant that you do at the end the Klatu Varata Nikte is uh, the 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 magic spell that Ash the main character <sighs> says in the film Army of Darkness you uh, know I was he... <laughs> you know I was looking at that and I was thinking God it was when it was when I had said it like sort of in uh, all together. I was thinking, I know that from somewhere. What is that? Because I, I love, I love your dead. So I was thinking, there's got to be from Good. something. Yeah. I'm glad you got it because, like, I realised afterwards that it was like, oh, that looks like fucking gibberish. They're not going to put those <laughs> strings of letters together to make words. <laughs> I've got another uh, Evil Dead fact, if you like, that's also Welsh related. Uh, if I can, if I can just 
shove that in. <laughs> crowbar. Um, <laughs> crowbar it in. Um, in the Evil Dead remake from 2013, I believe, um, at the start, there's these people doing like a prayer and they're meant to be like Hungarian or something like that to try and um, get this girl's soul back because she's been like possessed and everything. But they didn't have anyone Hungarian or whatever the the, the whatever language it was meant to be on, on set or anything. But they had someone who spoke mm. Welsh, so they just spoke Welsh. And just said it was like, in the subtitles, it's like chanting in Hungarian. But it is speaking Welsh. It's Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We also went to go see in Edinburgh Fringe a couple of years ago, um, The Elvis Dead, where the guy reenacts oh, he has the evil dead playing in the background, what? but he's dressed as Elvis and he sings the entire show in an Elvis <laughs> cod accent. And it's fantastic. It's, it's really it's so it's, cool. <laughs> As the scenes go on in the movie, he like slowly becomes, he looks more and more like Ash. Cause like he, oh, uh, nice. you know, he sounds like, and he like rips off a bit of clothes and like puts a little like sky <laughs> here and all that sort of yeah. stuff. It's really, really good. Oh, that sounds yeah. banging. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for, um, in case, just in case any of our listeners um, haven't listened to the podcast, your podcast yet, um, who are you and what is your podcast? So yeah, we're uh, we're Tales for Wales. We are a, I would say, a, a semi amateur, if not purely amateur, uh, Welsh history podcast. Um, yeah, we like to just delve into anything we consider, and we like to think other people will consider interesting aspects of Welsh history. Um, we do a lot of uh, riffs. We go off on tangents and things like that quite often, but we do tend to steer it back to the uh, the, the issue of the week um, or subject of the week rather. And yeah, it's uh, it's we we it's a bit of fun for us, I think. And we started out as a just a way to get together, have a few drinks, and talk about yeah, what we liked. We're surprised, weren't we, at how much it's kind of picked up? Because we mm. we did it more it was just a, a thing we enjoyed doing. We thought maybe get you know a couple of hundred listeners or whatever or whatever it would be. And it's um it's gone. People seem to I think because it's we're trying to shine a light on an otherwise dim limited history. Like there's not an mm. awful lot of uh, content on there about Welsh history. It's often kind of for Wales, see England stuff. So um, I think it resonates a lot. But we it's not just Welsh listeners we have. Like, we have a bunch of Americans um, which are really lovely. And but they're, 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 their contributions comments are so much happier than, uh, <laughs> yeah. they're like this is fantastic i love this shit. uh but we have like that we yeah we have a really uh eclectic taste we have lots of people from england enjoy listening to it because it focuses on like british history yeah it's, got, it's it's gone way better than we ever thought it would and it was just um yeah it's it's yeah if you if, you, if you're a bit of a history buff uh like we are you know yeah. we thought we were history buffs before we started the pod realized how little we actually yeah. knew uh, but yeah, we do have, so we have, have more sorts of actual facts in there. So and yeah. we've got books now. We're reading books. That's, yeah. you know, that's, that's the, every, that's every present I get. Every present I get from my partner or my family is just it's it's, it's psychopathic how many Welsh history books I have now. And it's just it's like <laughs> one that I had recently was uh, Welsh folk tales based on Native American history, and they have gone oh. so niche. They have gone wow. unbelievably niche. Yeah. That sounds yeah. pretty cool, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Like, obviously, both big fans of history. Otherwise, you know, this isn't going to work. Um, <laughs> so, it. do you did you study it, or are you just big fans? How did you get into get into this 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 level? We were both just, um, I think, from uh, I think a very early age. You know, we were both brave heart heads, weren't we? Since since <laughs> yeah. we were kids. 
Uh, and I think that <laughs> yeah. led us to watch more and more sort of um, like those historical battle movies and stuff. I think that's, well, for me, that's certainly where the sort of love started. And then as soon as we got a bit older, then I started like actually reading about the real historical battles that those were based on, things like that. And then, yeah, when we uh, first started this, the, the, it was going to be, uh, the pod was going to be just about battles originally. Um, mm. That was our sort of main focus. But it kind of organically changed then um, because yeah. we realised that, although there's some great battles in Welsh history, um, to really get a sense of the country and sort of where it's come from and all that sort of stuff, you can't just focus on the battles because they're usually quite um, few and far between in terms of the chronology. And also, after the first season dropped, we got so many comments saying, a lot of battles, a lot of battles in this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's where it came from. And uh, yeah. that's certainly where and I, was, I studied um, coming from. I, I studied uh, English literature and international politics. And um, so I used to love reading about like, it just didn't like international politics at the time was just like history. And I'd always be a bit like lamenting, like, oh, this, I, I'd love to have more stuff about Wales. And I was trying to find mm. things online um, that were like digestible, that weren't like super academic and really like full on. Um, so we couldn't find anything. So we thought, oh, we'll give it a go ourselves. And yeah, like we said, we are absolute amateurs, but we've gotten better over time. We've had lots of, we, we're quite help, grateful for like, we put call outs to people and say like, hey, what would you guys like to hear? And like, we had- nice such a great suggestion of stuff and we're still learning from it which is fun and we changed the format mm. so one week jack will cover the topic and i'll be like the naive one who doesn't know anything and then the following week jack <laughs> <laughs> shocked us in so it's quite nice like I'm, i love it because i'm continuously learning and i feel like sometimes mm. learning is i was awful at school I'm, i i can't concentrate i got bad adhd i'm like just not very good at sitting still um so i didn't like it at all but getting to Get to learn something in a fun way. I like. I love it, and and I'm really grateful that we get to do it. For we have people who want to listen along, which is quite nice. By funny means, I love a it. couple of cans as well along with it. And I totally wholeheartedly agree. So, if you had to um, choose one historical figure from Welsh history, uh, one you'd want to have a pint with, and one you'd want to have a, pu- want a punch in the face, who would you? Uh, who would you pick? Oh, I know for a fact. Me and Frank, we're going to say the same one for the pint. So I might go different just to make things interesting. But... Well, I don't know. Who would you think I'd say for a pint? It's got to be Llewellyn, isn't it? Llewellyn Ab Griffith. So he was, but so mine would be uh, this guy called Hoelva, who wrote a bunch of laws. Oh, like fucking knew it. In the 1900s. You, you absolutely got your tongue up, Hoelva's <laughs> ass. <laughs> <laughs> he was like that's the health board yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what he means the modern hole there the health he was like this incredibly well also I think Wales has always been quite a left-wing country and that's been around for mm. for 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 not just decades, but for hundreds of years. And this is, he made laws that um, made women have the same right, or better rights when it came to divorces, uh, You hmm. lowers better rights when it came to domestic abuse and stuff like that. And for a guy who was around in the 900s, and it's not just saying that he made these laws, these were probably just laws that were um, in culture at the time, but he, he was the first person to ever codify them. And for he set up what Welsh law was, and he was like... Um, one of the reasons why Wales didn't get incorporated into like Wessex and stuff. And he... Uh, I Plug the remember. episode. He, he, Plug uh, it. Was, you have an yeah. episode on it. 
plug it. We have an episode on it, and there's uh, the Senate, <laughs> the, the, the Welsh Parliament is named, there's a hall named after him, where we have our politicians debate now, it's named after him. And he's, yeah, what, two, 1,300 years old? Well, I'm not regular at maths, but he's so old, and yet he's still, like, he's a very, very influential person. <laughs> Jesus Christ, come on. <laughs> I can't imagine being so left-wing that even 1,300 years ago, people now would go, Jesus Christ, you fucking mm. snowflake. <laughs> yeah. There's, honestly. Rights for women. There, there's, some gr- there's some great laws in there as well. It's like if you, uh, so if a, a husband smacked their wives, it'd be like they're, they're owed money for it and stuff like that. And I can, like, at the time, that was unheard of. But he was like, ah, listen, I'm a fucking hero, yeah? I'm, I'm part of <laughs> <laughs> taking down the patriarchy, yeah. So. <laughs> he, he also, yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. He'd um, take, yeah, he used some really bizarre, like they sound quite bizarre, but if a husband um, wanted to divorce their wife, um, if, uh, I can't remember exactly what the, the logistics were, but if you were making your cheese and um, when you got divorced <laughs> um, and the cheese was still in brine, then the wife got it in the brine. And so it meant that she got to keep it, which is good. But if they'd taken the cheese out of the brine and then they got divorced and the husband got to keep it, so they'd often have these <laughs> husbands are trying to divorce quickly so they could keep their cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that is so yeah. petty. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's mine. The cheddar is mine. <laughs> <laughs> she for me, mate. She's taking the cheddar. Yeah, she didn't race for the she cheese. Didn't, she didn't take the cheese, did she? It was still in brine, mate. You know, <laughs> you know the Law, I was fucking. <laughs> yeah. See, so, so, bloody laws yeah. came in, these bloody woke liberal laws. <laughs> oh, well, that, didn't, yeah. that didn't go the way I expected. You're going from, you see, divorce. See, if a man's got some cheese, like, hang on a sec, where the fuck is this going to go? <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah, who, would you, who would you want to smack in the face from Welsh history? Uh, well, I think, I think we well, did say Tom Sean, didn't we? But. We did some Tom Sean yeah. if we we're going to go Welsh, but yeah, I mean, Ed, from just history in general, probably yeah, Edward, Edward the first, Edward Longshanks, he was an absolute, he's he, he was a bugger, he was a bugger. Yeah, he's the man who conquered. Oh, he's in, he's, he's in Braveheart. He's the baddie in Braveheart. He's the the reason Wales got uh, became a principality, which is no longer a principality, but it was a principality up until like the 1500s. But he was the one who introduced the Prince of Wales title, which is like a, a, a mocking title. And he made his son the first, every time his son was, every time the king has a son, they become Prince of Wales. He was the main mm. reason Wales got conquered. He's, yeah, he's the, he's the bastard. He was a nasty piece of work as well. I, I will <laughs> say though, the, what, the version of him in Braveheart, I wouldn't want to smack because he's a hell of a laugh in that film. Yeah. The, was <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, just watch a couple of scenes of him. He's great. We quote him all the time. Just with, with, it's not even relevant. You'll have a point with the actor, but the oh, actual yeah. smack in the yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. The actual boy. <laughs> Although apparently he was a, he was a bit of a hard bastard. So mate, I'd probably lose if I smacked him. Yeah. Well, he's, he's he was called Longshanks because of how tall he was, and he like survived assassinations. He's like he was like, generally a hard bastard. He was like over six foot tall, which in those times was like unheard of. He was a oh shit. He was a he was a brute of a man. Yeah, but Jesus he's never Christ. been. He's never had his nutrition from like a couple of Rustler's burgers and some Stellas, is he? So I'll fucking. <laughs> <have him. laughs> <laughs> what about you, Alad? Uh, any anybody from Welsh history, modern or, or in in the distant past, who would you want to smack? Who would you want to have a pint with? Oh, pints, Merlin. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe. Yeah, yeah. Can't believe. You know. Yeah, Merlin all the way. Give me, give me oh, your yeah. secret, sir. 
big appreciation that you're acknowledging the Arthurian legends as well. As well, because yeah. a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. <laughs> do you do you reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon back back in the day, Merlin did like close up street magic, like David Blaine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I like to think of like Bo Select. Is that the, a just, uh, you know? your ears? Oh, look at that! It's all part of the it's magic. Shazam. It's embarrassing that me and you do a Welsh history podcast and Alad came up with the absolute best song and the definitive answer yeah. that up with. Yeah. <laughs> who, would you, who would you smack in the face, Alad? Oh, I don't know. I really don't know. Because we're all, we're all good. We're all shining beacons of, of hope and light. Yeah, it's not, there's literally not a bad Welshman in history ever. Ever, okay? In history, yeah. maybe not. In current well, life, yeah. plenty. Plenty. Yeah. So, thank you for listening to the book. Just write a glass on that one. <laughs> so, um, have, you, have you two uh, played any escape rooms before? Or have you played many before coming uh, out of the podcast? I've been to a couple in real life and I've been swatting up and listening to a few of your, uh, of your podcasts this week. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm not very good at them, as you might guess from uh, my performance in the last episode. Um, but no, they, they, it's enjoyable. You know when you get a clue right, when, when something you, you twig goes mm. right and it leads to something, that is a nice feeling. That is a like... Oh, I do have a bit of intellect about me, you know. <laughs> I, I've only done, I've only done like one or two in real life, and I far more enjoyed this. I think in oh, real stop life, it. It, well, you can't. They're, they're, <laughs> the ones, even though like in real life, they are, you know, they put a bit of time into making the place look impressive. It doesn't matter mm. what you can imagine in your head. So I could see everything mm. you were saying, and you were so descript- des- uh, descriptive. I was like, oh, this felt more, way more immersive, despite the fact that I'm sat, I'm, you know, I'm sat on the table and seat looking at each other. Um, I'm not even wearing trousers. Way... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just an erection and a smile. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just had, um, I found it so much more, yeah, way more engaging than the ones I've done in real life. And um, I think it helps that you guys are like all pros of it, that you, you've tailored it, you've, you know, crafted it. Definitely. And it works really well. And it, I, I do think without Alan being there, we would have honestly without you mate we, we would have out there yeah. that, that Mary Lloyd would have yeah. chomped our faces so cool yeah. <laughs> well, my first thing was going to be open the door and speak to the Mary Lloyd that's my first thing yeah. listen, listen what, what is your beef why are you here now come on can we just yeah, yeah can we just like, like adults <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jamie yeah. were you afraid I was going to try and break it that's the reason I only put one lock in the room um, so uh, Alid has somewhat of a reputation of uh, <laughs> trying to brute force any lock that we have. So it'd be like, you have a three-digit lock. Try the code zero zero zero. Doesn't work. Oh, zero zero one. No, it's yeah. zero, I, can, I can keep this up for half an hour. I can get yeah. more combinations. I, I sit there for hours just doing every combination. Also, yeah. there's this thing that's it's locked. Right, okay. Is there a hammer in the room? There is. Perfect. Right. Yeah. How hard is my, uh, oh, how hard is my in the scenario? What if I smash that repeatedly against it? I'll break the lock open. Yeah. Me, me cut my hands over the fire, take a handful of fire and throw it at the fucking Mary Lock. Job done, boys. She's gone. Ding yeah. dong, the witch is dead. What, what yeah. if I'm hard as nails and I just bat in the Mary Lloyd? Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. What if I open the door and go, come at me, bro? Come at me. Yeah. Put, my, put my vest on and just fucking nutter. 
<laughs> yeah, what if I down all the wine and beer and just nail them? <laughs> I think the uh, the barkeep uh, is signal for, for last orders. So before we go into the cold winter night, chaps, um, let's go around the room and give our listeners a recommendation of something that we've listened to, watched, played, been to, seen, anything you'd like to recommend that people check out. Um, so this is on Disney+, Plus, which I, I don't rate often. I don't think there's much on there that's I've really enjoyed. But there's this fantastic series called Mr. In-Between, which is a like black comedy um it's about a bouncer who's also a hitman um it's only three series and they decided it was always going to be three series it's really well wrapped up it's funny it's at times brutally like uh heart-wrenching but it's really 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 funny only 30 minutes an episode so if you've got quite a busy life Mm. you can't really commit to an hour long i'd say it's like a cross between um the uh what's the one with the drugs when they make crystal meth probably the most popular show in the world breaking bad breaking bad (laughs) so it's like breaking bad meets barry absolute mess of a way of trying to sell it but it's fantastic i I really 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 would recommend it netflix has just released uh scott pilgrim takes off oh yeah i gotta watch that it's good it's yeah, because the original film they brought out way back when was I actually really, really enjoy. It's one of my top films. Yeah, yeah. yeah really they like managed that. to get the entire cast back yeah. mm. in its entirety to do this animated series on Netflix. And obviously, that when is, the film came out, a lot, of these, a lot of those names weren't massive names. Yeah, now they are. You got I, I do one on it. I wonder how much the the series is costing because it getting those guys back now it's it, and it's like essentially one for one on all the cast from the film. Yeah, it is, it? yeah, it's, that's it's amazing. It it's it's mm. astonishing. Michael Sarah back in it, Chris Evans, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It's like a massive like, and it's really oh. enjoyable. And it like it mm. weirdly it gives depth to the characters that you were, that was lacking in the film. Oh shit! Yeah, it, it complements it quite nicely. Mm. Oh, I have to get Netflix again to check it out. It yeah, it's banging. Good. I would, I would endorse that as well. Check that one out. Top shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's not my, that's not my, not my selection. By the way, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just backing up that one. <laughs> yeah. So my one, um, in the spirit of a kind of uh, Tales for Wales, and I love for uh, sort of medieval battles and things, I would recommend a film. I think it's on Disney Plus at the moment called The Thirteenth Warrior. It's very, very loosely based on um, a guy called uh, Ahmad Ibn Fadlan. He was a um, Muslim adventurer in the 10th century. He sort of uh, went all about and sort of met different cultures and things like that. And um, in real life, he came across Vikings. But in this film, it's like sort of extrapolates on that. He comes across some Vikings and gets kind of drawn into uh, an adventure with them. Obviously, the Vikings, they want to go to Valhalla. They want to have a, a big fight and things like that. They get taken back from the uh, east of Russia to back to Norway to fight an evil of some kind. And he's sort of sort of dragged along with them. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 very, it's very good. It's got uh, Antonio Banderas as, as uh, Ahmad. Uh, and he's with a bunch of Vikings. And yeah, it's him like sort of. It's it's very good. It's like a fish out of water action. It's it's nineties, a little bit dated these days, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. That's a great show. I've, I've I've I can see the 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 DVD cover quite vividly, but I never actually watched yes. the film. But yes, you can. I should yeah. check it out. Has it got Puss in Boots on the front cover? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Fear me if you <laughs> If you just said that in that film, that would have been a ten out of ten. <laughs> Antonio Banderas with a horde of fucking Vikings doing the the cat eyes, just going. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, yeah. and then rec- uh, recommendation from me is i mentioned it earlier is the band ice nine kills they are like yeah like a metalcore band that all of their songs are related to horror films so the one that inspired part of this episode was called ex mortis which is related to the evil dead they've got songs about all the all the heavy hitters for for horror um there's one for nightmare on elm street friday the 13th halloween chucky um all the big slasher flicks of the 80s onwards. They haven't tackled like the classic universal horror um, that monsters. That sounds well up my street. I'll definitely check Oh, it's great. Uh, right, so I believe that the, the barman is kicking us out. He is He's locking the doors. He's got his pajamas on. He's sipping his cocoa, just giving us the fuck off ice. So we better head out into the night. <laughs> so we shall see you next time, listeners. We were escaping from... Uh, a desolate icy abyss with some kind of fucking shadow Santa flying above us. So that's going to be what happens next week. Thanks, John. Uh, we love you lots, and we'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye bye. Cheers, all. Turner. Yeah. Right, who's having a kebab? Pop out a couple of chicken wings and a, just a just a big greasy kebab straight in my face. Oh, <laughs> yes, please. wouldn't it be? Yeah. Half of it ends up in the bin. <laughs> and so much garlic sauce just like it seeps out of my pores that's my idea of a good night <laughs>